It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, back at it. Another episode of Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cardinals, at Bob Brack. You can even follow my absentee co-host Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner and NBA free agency right around the corner, just a couple days away, you're going to want to follow this one Twitter account because it's going to give you all the up-to-date information regarding NBA free agency. It's at LockedOnNBANet. That's right. For all the latest takes on NBA free agency, follow the Locked On Podcast Network hosts on one Twitter feed. It's at LockedOnNBANet. An awesome way to get all the latest opinions from local experts during NBA free agency at Locked On NBA Net. I saw today the reports are that Kimball Walker, one of the top guards that's expected to hit the market from Charlotte, he's expected to be a front runner to join. Looks like a retooling Boston Celtics team because it looks like Kyrie and Al Horford are exiting Beantown. So uh, Boston's going to look to kind of retool a little bit to stay in the Eastern Conference picture, you're going to want to follow Locked On NBA Net on Twitter for all the latest as far as NBA free agency is concerned. Uh, getting into it today, a lot to talk about. I didn't get to talk about Kyler Murray and his ceremonial first pitch from the other night. I want to just, there, there are a couple takeaways. I'm not going to bore you with it, but we're going to get into Kyler Murray returning to the baseball field in, a, in some capacity. Uh, I'm not going to just like get into it. Could he return to baseball? That's ridiculous. This guy is a guy who's entrenched himself in in, in football and in, 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 as an NFL quarterback. And uh, I'll get more into that as we get into that topic as well. Pro Football Rumors profiled how the Arizona Cardinals have utilized their top waiver priority. And even dating back to the end of last season, how Steve Kime has really taken advantage of Something that you don't necessarily want because that would mean that you're the worst team in the league. But Steve Kime has certainly uh, taken advantage of being uh, the top waiver priority in the NFL dating back to even late last season, the just disastrous 2018 campaign. But uh, how it could positively affect the 2019 season. And then uh, we started it yesterday. We got into it with the special teams. How did the Arizona Cardinals stack up against the rest of the NFC West, ranking them from 1 to 4? I had the Cardinals 4th as far as special teams were concerned. But here's here's a little correction I want to make. I had the Arizona Cardinals behind for the San Francisco 49ers as far as special teams because of the questionable place kicker uh, decision that they're going to make going forward with the former ASU kicker, Zane Gonzalez, who's had a really rough go of it since leaving Tempe. 
He went to Cleveland. He was released by the Browns. He was picked up by the Cardinals. He was actually pretty good for the Cardinals at the end of the season last year, but still needs to show more consistency uh, in the kicking game for me to give the Cardinals really kind of an edge on special teams. I thought the Niners had an edge as far as Robbie Gold, but Robbie Gold is is apparently a guy. The reports are that Gold doesn't even want to play for the Niners. He wants to be the Bears' place kicker. He wants to go back to where it all started, where he had the most success. Robbie Gold wants to be the Bears' place kicker. So the fact that you have a little bit of an embattled kicking situation in San Francisco, I want to go back and tweak some things. I'm still going to have the Rams with Greg the Leg Zerline and Johnny Hecker, kind of two Pro Bowl caliber special teamers. Uh, the Rams at the top of the division as far as their special teams. And then as far as the Seahawks were concerned, second-year punter Michael Dixon. I thought that he did a pretty good job as far as uh, punting. Their kick game is sound. And then you look at the 49ers. It really seems like uh, their kicking game especially is in flux. So I will hurdle the Cardinals from the cellar. One day later, less than 24 hours later, the Cardinals have already made a move. They haven't even played a game. We haven't even seen one practice in training camp. But the Arizona Cardinals, in my opinion, are already moving over to the Niners because of what's going on with Robbie Gold in that kick game. Cardinals have the third best special teams in the NFC West. Today, we get into the defensive lines of the NFC West. Where did the Cardinals stack up? I think you can already kind of make your own assumptions. We'll see if they agree with what I say. So Kyler Murray the other night threw the ceremonial first pitch out for the Arizona Diamondbacks game. And I find this kind of curious. I, I understand the time of it. Um, Murray probably in, in a whirlwind of being the number one overall pick of the NFL draft. Didn't have the time. Diamondbacks might have not even been in town at the time. So I don't know why it was postponed to this week uh it was a it was the Dodgers series uh I think it was an open up things but for whatever reason and, and the Coyotes just made a first round pick as well they they just picked uh they traded up they selected a defenseman um I believe it Victor Soderstrom and Victor was in attendance as well and Kyler Murray had to share the opening the ceremonial first pitch spotlight with the Coyotes' first round pick, for me, I don't understand this. We couldn't, we couldn't just like space it out a little bit. We couldn't have first round pick on Tuesday night and then first round pick on Wednesday night. But for whatever reason, there was like a sideshow. This Swedish defenseman that nobody had heard of, uh, even post being selected by the Arizona Coyotes, um, he, he was slap, he was hitting a slap slap shot into the, the mid of whoever was catching a ceremonial first pitch, and then there was Kyler Murray um, throwing out his first pitch. i got to admit, Kyler Murray looked... He, he didn't look like a baseball player out there, a guy who was drafted in the first round. He really looks like somebody that's been in the weight room, and, and he has been. We, if you followed him since he finished up at Oklahoma as a Heisman Trophy winner, he bulked up. He looks a little bulky. His baseball throwing motion, it doesn't look natural any longer. And he looks like a quarterback. He's got that quarterback throwing motion. If you're a big-time Arizona Cardinals fan, this has to excite you, right? Because he really, it really seems like Kyler Murray, the baseball player, is not just taking a back seat, but it's in the rearview mirror for the former standout baseball player. Uh, also, what uh, were some of the takeaways? And Darren Urban 
um, featured this in one of his articles on azcardinals.com was the night was basically about Kyler Murray continuing to endear himself to the Arizona Cardinals, his teammates, his rookie class teammates were down there on the field with him, Byron Murphy, uh, I'm sure Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler. There was just a big entourage of Cardinals first-year players down there with Kyler Murray, and you got to love it. You have to love that that's what's going on, that Kyler Murray is, is kind of the leader of these guys. He's like the, if you think of entourage, he's Vincent Chase, and he, he's, he's kind of being... Uh, as I said, enduring himself to his his first year guys. That, that's what you need, right? When you when you've got a team that is is was was plagued with a lack of talent, you need to infuse it, especially with young players who are going to grow together and grow as a group. And on and off the field, they're going to continue to grow a rapport together. You, you like that? You really like that? Um, so all his boys from the cards were down there on the field with him. Uh, he, he, he was also endearing himself to the community. Uh, you know, the hashtag all AZ, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks have like a, a vote. Kettle Marte, who's their talented second baseman. who's having an inc- incredible season, hitting over 300, uh, 20 bombs already. Uh, he, he was vying for a starting all-star spot. And, you know, there's Kyler Murray on his social media pumping it up. He's signing autographs with D-backs fans. And uh, he, he had the quote out there. He said, quote, I, and this is via Dar- Darren Urban, I don't really want to make this night about me. This is really a day for us to come and be in the community, see the fans, and enjoy a baseball game. And you got to love that coming from your leader, right? You really have to love that Kyler Murray is really taking this seriously. And, and I don't want to knock, and I don't feel like it's fair to Everything that Kyler Murray does that Josh Rosen did didn't do uh, is a knock against Rosen because I don't think that's fair. I think Rosen has his own strengths, but Kyler Murray is the, is so far showing that he's the complete package. What you want to build the future of your franchise around, and uh, I know those are it's it's a lot to take away from such a small little ceremonial event. It's silly. I mean, we. I mean, from event the same event that Fifty Cent nearly decapitated somebody with one of the worst ceremonial first pitches of all time, and then to take away and take away leadership qualities from Kyler Murray at the same token is interesting. But I, I felt like he he's doing it, and I know he's under a microscope, but he he's doing it on a daily basis, and you have to love that, especially with what the Arizona Cardinals what they risked, and what they've invested. And a guy like Kyler Murray. The Arizona Cardinals have invested their top waiver priority in some key players. Some guys that can be contributors. We uh, we look at the pro football focus, or I'm sorry, the pro football rumors profile on how the Cardinals have utilized their top waiver priority. That's coming up next. You're listening to Locked on Cardinals. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Bob Brock. We'll be back with the pro football rumors article on how the Cardinals have utilized their top waiver priority. But let's first talk about sex. Good sex. Remember days when you were just ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get extra confidence in bed. Just listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. 
You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up as twice as fast as the pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, it isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person's doctor visit, no waiting in a pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use the special promo code locked on, just pay five dollars in shipping. Again, that's B L U E Chew.com. Promo code locked on to try it free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring Locked On Cardinals. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back with you, Locked On Cardinals. Bo Brock, give me a follow on Twitter, at Bob Brock. Follow the show, at Locked On AZ Cardinals. Uh, final segment, we'll get into how the Cardinals' defensive line stacks up against the rest of the NFC West in their defensive lines for the Seahawks, Rams, and Niners. Uh, we, we profiled in kind of ranked special teams. I thought the Arizona Cardinals probably ranked third out of the NFC West teams, with the Niners only being uh, below them in the division. But pro football fo- rumors, I keep on wanting to say pro football focus, uh, two very good sites, two very different sites. Rumors kind of tracks transactions where pro football focus will track uh, impact, statistics, analytics. Uh, but Pro Football Rumors profiled the Cardinals and how they've utilized their top waiver priority. And they've pretty much had it since they've been the worst team in football in 2018 when they went 3-13. and They edged themselves, uh, kind of got some space between them and the Niners and the Raiders. With that priority, when the Washington Redskins bid adieu to DJ Swearinger, the Arizona Cardinals were able to pick him up on Christmas. Uh, they brought back Swearinger, who had success in the desert uh, during a short tenure, turned it into a big deal with the Redskins. Uh, the, before that, they were able to scoop up Pharaoh Cooper, who the Rams had to make room on their roster for. Um, they picked him up on uh, December 19th, so he played a little bit. So both of those guys got into Cardinals uniforms last year. And they're expected to make impacts on this team this year. Now, I think Mike Jarecki, who works for azcardinals.com now, but uh, is a Cardinals insider, he he has Pharaoh Cooper on the bubble as far as the roster's concerned. And kind of since he's a teams guy, he's a special teams return man for the most part, that's his strength. Uh, probably it, it makes sense that, um, that Cooper is, is just, he's on the bubble. He's always going to be on the bubble because of, you know, his, his versatility, it's limited. Uh, and then you look at what they were able to do in the offseason, and you can't count guys like Robert Alford or Brooks Reed. Those were just free agent additions. They didn't have to go through waivers. Uh, but the Arizona Cardinals were able to uh, pick up a couple linebackers, 
they have uh, Tanner Vallejo, who was claimed from the Browns on February 5th. He's a guy that um, played 158 total defensive snaps. Um, he's appeared in, you know, 500 special team snaps. So he's kind of a team's guy as well. Uh, the, uh, the the Cardinals were also able to go out there and pick up Pitta. To, uh, I'm going to butcher this. Timo Pinu, who, was, uh, who played linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers. Now, he, he's a team's guy as well. He didn't see a lot of the playing field. But he, both of these guys add depth, uh, depth to the linebacker position, which was pretty thin before you added a guy like Jordan Hicks in free agency. And you're, and you're still expecting big things from Hicks, still expecting big things or at least um, improvement from a guy like Hassan Reddick. But it's nice to have, um, you know, and let's add, you know, some of these guys to the pass rush as well. Terrell Suggs and Brooks Reed. So you've got depth in the middle of your linebacking core and maybe on the outside as well. And then the last one that they picked up, which was on June 6th, was the surprise release from the Cleveland Browns of tackle Desmond Harrison, who's, who started in half the Browns games last season. Um, Desmond Harrison, the left tackle, who adds depth to a very weak spot for the Arizona Cardinals on the offensive line. You always add offensive linemen any chance you can get. It's just like pitching baseball. So... Um, when you look at it, the linebackers, they add depth, right? There's probably very little chance that they start. Swearinger's going to start. He's going to add a veteran presence in the secondary where you're going to have a six-game a- six absence from your leader in Patrick Peterson. Farrell Cooper has an opportunity to really bolster your return game. Uh, if he's a guy that doesn't make the team, um, you know, Andy Isabella, Christian Kirk, uh, Brandon Williams, maybe if he's a guy that makes the team, those are guys that are, you know, TJ Logan that are fully capable in the punt and the kick return game to do it. But in 2017, as a return man, Cooper in six and six combined kick returns and punt returns, he led the NFL in per kickoff return at 27 and a half. That, that's a pretty good number. That's good starting field position. That's better than the average team gets to start on 25. So you like that. Uh, you like that he's explosive. Is he really going to add anything as far as the wide receiver core? Probably not. You added the two rookies, Isabella and Hakeem Butler, coupling them with Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk. But I do like Farrow Cooper. I think you can add to him to an impact maker on special teams. And then the fact that Desmond Harrison, if, and it's very likely that at some point this season, DJ Humphreys can't go, you can put him in the left tackle position. Or he can play at the right tackle position if Marcus Gilbert can't go. So to have a very capable backup in Desmond Harris, Harrison, who's young and cheap, um, that's that's very valuable for the Cardinals. So the Cardinals, I think three of their five claims are going to have an impact in some capacity in 2019. And I think that that's good. That's solid. It's a solid job that Steve Kime has done. And these are very low-risk moves. These are just picking up guys off the trash heap. What is it? One man's trash, one man's garbage can be to become another man's gold. I don't think any of these guys have gold potential, but they have potential to improve a roster that was fatally flawed in 2018. These are guys that had depth. These are guys that can make plays. So uh, pretty good job by pro football rumors by profiling this. And that's just uh, 
it, it's it's just good to, to add depth and not have to add a lot of salary at the same time. We are one segment away from getting you into your Friday on this Thursday edition of Locked On Cardinals. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Up next, how does the Arizona Cardinals D-line stack up against the rest of the NFC West? Is it going to rank higher than the special teams, which are three out of four? I'll tell you next. You're listening to Locked On Cardinals. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A segment of the day here on this Thursday edition of the Locked On Cardinals Podcast. Bo Brock hanging out with you. Just remember, when you're driving to work or from work, just around town, all you have to do is tell your smart device to play Locked On Cardinals. And we'll be right there as you make your drive. Or if you're, you know, putzing around the house, just tell Siri, just tell Alexa, play Lockdown Cardinals. And we'll be right there for you. It's that simple for you. Make sure you're checking us out wherever you find podcasts. Apple, Google Play, Himalaya, which is free. It's easy to use. Check it out wherever you can find podcasting apps. Uh, in the App Store, also Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. You can also find us there. Anywhere you find podcasts, you'll find the Locked On Podcast Network because it's your team, and we do it every day. We keep you up to date. So we started it yesterday talking about breaking down, kind of pitting the Arizona Cardinals as we sit here less than a month away from training camp opening, uh, the Arizona Cardinals against the rest of their division in the NFC West. How did the Cardinals, how did they stack up in special teams I had the um, Rams at number one on special teams because of their Pro Bowl contingent or battery of Johnny Hacker and Greg the Leg Zerline at kicker and punter, respectively. And then I thought that the Seahawks, they always play special teams pretty well. Um, I like the addition of Michael Dixon at the putting position, Tyler Lockett in the return game. And I, I did give the edge to the Niners for less than 24 hours because of Robbie Gold, but Robbie Gold apparently in a standoff with the 49ers wanting to go back to Chicago and fill their large void at place kicker. So there's kind of that kicking game is in flux for the Niners more so than it was, you know, yesterday. So I would say that the Arizona Cardinals get the leg up in this situation. Uh, Andy Lee, solid in punting game. Farrell Cooper, we mentioned him as one of the right waiver pickups and what he can do in the return game. Christian Kirk, TJ Logan, I like them as backups as well in the kick and the punt return games. And then, you know, Zane Gonzalez is that big wild card. If he can kind of turn back the clock a little bit and be as effective as he was as a Sun Devil playing in Tempe and really uh, solidifying their kicking game, if he could do the same with the Arizona Cardinals, um... That would be huge for them, and, I, and they could buy. You know, I, I think it's tough to knock those two top teams off their spots as far as the Seahawks and the Rams. But, uh, you know, third for the Cardinals in special teams as far as their defensive line is concerned. Here's what the Arizona Cardinals have as far as their defensive line. And let's this the, the, They're going back to the 3-4 under Vance Joseph after running a 4-3 under Steve Wilkes and Al Holcomb last year. 
a defensive line that was really kind of taken advantage of and weren't sound as far as their gap control was concerned. You saw them just uh, give up gash. They were just gashed for big, big yardage from opposing running backs. But Corey Peters comes back. You like the leadership that Peters brings. Rodney Gunter was a guy that was expected to potentially leave via free agency, but didn't. None of the um, no big deals really came his way. So he re-signed with the Arizona Cardinals on a pretty good number. Darius Phylon comes over from the Los Angeles Chargers, young player. I think that he has a chance to really get some playing time on this defensive line. And then who knows with Robert Kimdichie. Robert Kimdichie coming back from an injury, coming back from surgery. Uh, and then he also had the arrest, driving on a suspended license, driving 30 miles per hour over the speed limit in Scottsdale. He's popped and thrown in the clink on, uh, and misses practice. Robert Kubice has been a, a first-round bust for the most part. He was having his best season of his career last year, four and a half sacks on his way to just a career year. was a career year. Uh, but is he a guy, in potentially his final season as an Arizona Cardinal, can he make an impact that you need from the interior of that, off, that defensive line? Uh, it's clearly the biggest weakness on this roster, which is it, it's saying a lot. Look, I mean, as much as they turn this thing over, in the 2019 offseason, uh, the defensive line was kind of the redheaded stepchild, right? It was it was the forgotten child of Steve Kime. He he certainly addressed the 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 offense, the offensive line, the quarterback position again, uh, the wide receivers in the draft. Um, he he addressed the linebacker position. He addressed the secondary. Everything was basically addressed. Defensive line was not. And with it being the biggest weakness, you know, I, I think that it, it shows in a division where defensive lines are very, very uh, talented. Let's just look at it. I mean, the Seahawks and the Niners, they both invested pretty heavily in their defensive line this offseason. The Hawks, they run a 4-3. They added LJ Collier in the first round of the draft at a TCU. And then they signed Ziggy Ansah from the Detroit Lions. Those are two pretty talented guys on the defensive line. Now, they are running a 4-3. They've got that extra guy on the defensive line. Cardinals are going to have two guys standing up instead of putting their hands in the dirt. Jared Reed was a double-digit sack guy for the Hawks. And then you look at what the 49ers, what they did, they traded for D. Ford, double-digit sack guy from you know the Kansas City Chiefs. He comes over, signs a big extension, and then... Falling in their lap at number two in the draft is somebody that they've been eyeing for a long time. Nick Bosa out of Ohio State. He goes second overall. And they add that to 12 sack man to DeForest Buckner. So now you've got two double, I'm sorry, a trio of double digit sack guys potentially uh, for the 49ers. They also are one, running a 4 3. And they've got former top picks in Eric Armstead and Solomon Thomas to add a lot of depth to their defensive line. I like what the Niners have done. And then you look at the with the Los Angeles Rams. You know, they've got a manimal and Aaron Donald, probably the best player in football, pound for pound. The real AD of LA. Donald racked up 20 and a half sacks. And it's just nightmare fuel for opposing quarterbacks just weeks leading up to Rams contests. Like, opposing quarterbacks could be facing anybody else and they're still eyeing weeks down the road when Aaron Donald is just going to wreak havoc in the backfield and make their life a living hell. And whoever you you couple Donald with, it's still going to vie for the top spot as far as defensive lines. 
Michael Brockers, another first-round pick for the Rams. He, you know, he, he's not a guy that's going to do it statistically. He, most of his stuff is going to go um, is not going to show up in the box score. But Brockers is a solid defensive line player. And then looks like they're going to go with Greg Gaines, who's a fourth rounder in the interior of that defensive line. They're running that uh, the three-four. The biggest thing is, are the Rams going to be able to make up for Dominican Sue leaving uh, via free agency? And um, for me, just all right, just kind of put wrapping a bow on this and wrapping things up for the episode is how how does the NFC West? How does it rank as far as your defensive lines are concerned? I really like what the Niners did. They've got some dynamic pass rushers along with uh, along with a lot of depth. They can rotate, keep guys fresh. Seahawks, they're number two. Um, actually, I, I take that back. The best player in the NFL is Aaron Donald. So the Rams are second. Seahawks, they're reworked. And there's questionables. LJ Collier is a first-round pick. He was a late first-round pick. And Ziggy Ansah has a, has a tough time staying on the field uh, and staying healthy. Jared Reed, he's a double-digit sack guy. He, he's solid. But, you know, as far as the uh, unstoppable force that is Aaron Donald, I don't care that Gaines is going to start in the middle of that line and you have to make up for Sue's exit. I still got the Rams number two, Seahawks three. Cardinals, unfortunately, forgotten group during all the offseason turnover. Um, and they're the last in the division. I don't think there's going to be a change for me tomorrow like there was with, with the special teams. But we'll get into another group with the Cardinals and how it stacks up against the NFC, what the rest of the NFC West tomorrow on another edition of Locked on Cardinals. Clancy might be back. It's doubtful. But we'll get into it. Excited to talk to you, talk a little bit more Kyler Murray, maybe some Cliff Kingsbury as we lead you up to training camp. Thanks for tuning in to Locked On Cardinals. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.